Hello and welcome to another episode of Pivot by Faith. This is Denise Nixon. I want to ask you a question. What are your dreams? Make that two questions. What are your dreams and when was the last time you did something about them? Yes, I'm talking to you. Don't say that this podcast is for someone else, although I do want you to forward it to them. Share this podcast with as many people as you can. But this podcast is also for you. You're listening to this for a reason. What are your dreams? When was the last time that you thought about your dreams? When have you written them down? Now, you might be saying, Denise, a dream is just that, a dream. It's something that's just there. When are you going to turn your dreams into a vision? A vision with an action plan. And I'm asking this because many of you may have heard in the news lately and on various reports about a trend called quiet quitting. Now, quiet quitting is very interesting and it's not something new. Now, I worked in HR for a number of years and each month I had to put together a report about how many people came into the organization, how many people left the organization each month. Now, when you think about how many people leave an organization, you initially think about how many, you know, were left willingly, um, how many people found other jobs or whatever reason that they had for leaving. But quiet quitting is something that doesn't show up on the HR report, the attrition report. You don't see that on those written reports because quiet quitting is something that happens in a subtle way. Quiet quitting, if you haven't heard, basically it's when an employee does the minimum requirements of one job and puts in no more time, effort, or enthusiasm than what is absolutely necessary. Now think about that for a minute. When someone does the absolute minimum, they try to do as little as possible. I have a saying sometimes when I see people doing things like this, I always say that they go out of their way to do as little as possible. Have you seen people like that? It seems like they put more effort into doing less than they would have if they had just done their best job. But quiet quitting is a real thing in a lot of industries. Sometimes Quiet quitting happens when people give up on their dreams. They're working a job that they cannot stand. Perhaps they're, they may not even be well physically. And they're just going in because they need that paycheck. And they're not able to find another job at that time. Or maybe they're looking and it's taking a long time. Or maybe they just don't know where to begin. Many people have so many bills that they don't have time to quit and not be working, giving them time to find another job. For many, many people, that's not even an option. So sometimes quiet quitting becomes a reality. So what do you do? 
Well, one thing you cannot do, you cannot give up. Many of us have felt this quiet quitting and have done this quiet quitting. I have seen this quiet quitting many, many times. I've heard many friends and acquaintances talk about how they worked a job, worked in a job for years before they were finally able to get the courage to leave or to have the financial means to change jobs. Whatever the situation is, the situation is not hopeless. There's always an answer to your quiet quitting. There's always an answer to your situation. Now, I want to share with you a portion of a podcast from last season of Pivot by Faith. Barian McQueen. He describes himself as a serial entrepreneur. This is an extraordinary young man. I want you to listen to his story and the lengths that he went to in order to achieve his dreams. Now, I'm not saying that what he did is applicable to your situation or everybody's situation, but each individual has to determine his or her own situation and figure out what the best steps are for them. But for Barian, he did that process. Listen to what he did and what worked out for him. Uh, my name is Barian McQueen. Uh, I'm from a small state and city, Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I relocated to South Florida in 2013 with no plan on what I was going to do when I got here. I just literally packed my car up and left because I wanted to be near the beach. And... Uh, my journey, I would say I was a great employee for other companies, which made me a great boss to the companies that I run now. Um, so I have a digital marketing and branding agency called The Brand Castle located here in Hollywood, Florida. I own an interior design company, Paramount Design Concepts. I own a real estate photography company, Real Estate Captured, and then I do a lot of business consulting. Um, but because I navigate all of those spaces, my new title that I use nowadays is called a digital media strategist. And why I say strategist is because I'm just still always trying to figure it out. man. this digital game is changing so much so fast all the time that I don't want to call myself the expert or the specialist no more. It's just the strategist. So I, you know, people think I'm anti nine to five because I'm in this entrepreneur space and i'm not anti nine to five i'm not i'm I'm not against the nine to five i have like friends who have really navigated the corporate world very great and i just wasn't one of them who could do that um so for me it was just like i was at an engineering firm i went to the university of delaware for civil engineering i was working at an engineering firm they hired me when i was 15 so by the time i graduated high school i already had the job that I was going to college for. And um, I was there for 13 years. So for me, as a kid, I always wanted to live in Florida because of all the beaches. But I just was just like scared to make the decision and like, oh, you know, when I get older, I'm going to go. Oh, by the time I looked up, I was already 28, 29, and I still hadn't made the move. So I got frustrated with my job because they told me once I get my degree from civil engineering, I would only make $10,000 more than what I was already making, which was less than 50 grand. I think I was at like 36,000 a year or something like that. And uh, I told the guy, you know what? I'm just going to give my two week notice 
And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to bet on me. I got no plans. I stacked up a little bit of money for the next two months. And if I go to Florida and can't figure it out, then I'll move back home. And uh, that wasn't an option for me to move back home. So um, when I came here, that, that same company offered me $30 an hour to stay and not move to Florida. And what I wanted to explain to the owner of that company was the fact that you're offering me $30 an hour now that I'm threatening to leave is the exact reason why I'm leaving. Because you should have been paying me that five years ago. And he still didn't get it. And I packed my car and I left. Wow. Mm -hmm. And when I came here, no clue what I was going to do. I was on Craigslist every day, going to the library, filling out applications on Indeed and Snag a Job and Monster mm -hmm. and was having no success. And I seen an ad on Craigslist for a permit runner to run permits to the city was for a window company. And literally after I sent the application, they called me like 30 minutes later. I literally was still at the library filling out all the applications. I had to step out the library because I didn't have service. <laughs> and uh, I met the guy and he's like, you're going to be the future of this company just from one interview. Now, mind you, I had no interview experience because I've been at the same job since I was 15. So it was all I knew. So I didn't even know what a good interview looked like. I was just honest, like, look. I'm here just trying to figure it out. You give me an opportunity. I'm a hard worker. I don't know nothing about windows, nothing about the window business, but I learned fast. And I just kind of got, I grew so fast in that company. I was there for six years, but I was capped. So once I hit $60,000, I couldn't make no more money than that. And that's when I made the decision in 2018 that I need to work somewhere where it ain't no cap. And the only way I'm gonna have no cap is working for me. So I got, there's no way I shouldn't make it here. Um, so when I left my job in 2018, I left to start my marketing company. I was doing marketing while I had my nine to five job for some clients on the side. And then it got to a point where I was making more money working on my stuff two days out of the week than working 60 hours at this company making the same amount of money. So I'm like, oh, this is a no-brainer to me. Yeah. I'm out. Wow. <laughs> so how much of your journey do you attribute your faith to? Oh, I think my complete move was me jumping out on faith. My whole family thought I was crazy. Um, but for me, I never wanted to... My mom and those and my, you know, my aunts, they're from a generation of... Like, they just been taught a certain way to do stuff, right? So it's like, yo, you know, you go to high school, you graduate high school. After high school, you either go to college or you start working. Ain't That's the options. Mm -hmm. I was a straight-A student all my life. And when I got to college, I hated it. I was just there because I was told by my mom that's where I was supposed to be. I wasn't learning anything. I was just there going through the motions. So I'm not a big advocate for college. Because for me, it's all regurgitated information. That's how I got through school. And people look at me like, man, you was a straight A student. It's like, no, nah, I just had a really good memory the day it was time yeah. to take the test. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. So it was. Yeah. So you recognized your own gifts at an early age and you were able to translate those gifts and those skills and those talents 
into the career you currently have. That's it. And then like, so for me, it was just like, you know what? I don't want to live with the regret of not trying. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this Florida thing. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm get there, but I don't ever want to have that conversation. I meet plenty of people. It's like, man, you know, I wish I would have. I wish I would have just buckled down and I don't want that for me. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And if it don't work, I tell people fail fast. That's right. Yeah. Don't be scared of the failure. Just fail fast so you can get back up quickly and make some adjustments. Wow. So you went without a plan, but you went on faith. No plan. That was it. Car full of sneakers and a laptop. (laughs) And you made it work. Okay. Made it work. What a powerful story. Barian was determined to make it work. He believed in himself. And most importantly, he believed in God. He knew that what God put in him, he was able to act on that. He put his faith in God. He took that pivot. And it's truly a pivot by faith because when you take that step, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to work out, but you trust God that he will work it out for you. So what do we do when we get to that point of quiet quitting, that that feeling of helplessness? What do we do? We turn to our toolkit, which is the word of God. Now, there are scriptures that are out here for us to remember when we are fighting that battle of quietly quitting because God did not put us here to quit. There are five key principles that you must keep in mind when you're contemplating your dreams, setting your vision and your action plan. These five principles come straight from the Bible. Principle number one, Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Principle number two, Proverbs 16 and three, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Principle number three, Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Principle number four comes from Joel 2 and 25. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locust and the young locust, the other locust and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. And finally, Habakkuk 2 and 2, principle number five. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. There you go. Five principles straight from the word that reinforces your resolve to determine those dreams, write them down, create an action plan, and then step out on faith. Make that pivot, but you've got to make sure that you've got everything in place and then step out. Have a plan. Talk with people who know more about certain areas, finances, jobs, careers, those kinds of issues. Do your research and then make your move. One thing is certain, if you do nothing, you'll get nothing. Stay in prayer, lift God up, and remember, you can do this. God 
says in his word in Philippians 4 and 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. When you serve a God who is listening, even when you think he's not, he is. What can you not ask him? What can you not do with God on your side? You know, you don't have to be a minister or an ordained pastor or someone who has walked in the word for years and years and have every Bible scripture memorized to be able to pray or to be able to rely on God. He loves all of us just where we are. None of us are perfect. So don't feel like you have to have some sort of special anointing in order to talk to God. Talk to him in your own way, in your own private room, by yourself, just you and God. In the name of Jesus, he will hear you. Listen for his answer and then make your move. I hope this has helped someone. Don't ever give up on your dreams. God put you here for so much. Realize what he has for you, but you've got to do it. You have to do something. I hope that you continue to walk in God's promises. Don't ever give up. Be sure to visit denisenixon.com for the show notes and additional information about this podcast episode. Thanks a lot. Take care. And remember, God's got you. You can do this. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Pivot by Faith podcast. Please know how much your support and prayers for this podcast are appreciated. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review and let me know what you enjoyed and what touched your spirit today. Also, be sure to visit my website at denisenixon.com to learn more information about Pivot by Faith, the guests, and my e-learning business, BFP Creative Works. If you would like to know when new episodes are coming out, be sure to sign up to receive email alerts. And to all of my fellow entrepreneurs out there, remember, you've got this because God has got you. Peace, grace, and blessings to all. And let's connect again with the next episode of Pivot by Faith.